Your future marriage relationship can bring you incredible joy or really deep pain. And most young women don't realize it, but your single years play a very big part in it all. Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. Leah and I are coming alongside you today to help you use your single years well. Hey guys, this is Leah. We are back for another spicy episode today <laughs> on Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One. We're talking about K-I-S-S-I-N-G. That's right, <laughs> kissing. I've got Kim in the studio with me, of course. Kim, how are you feeling today about our spicy topic? I feel like we talk we, we do a lot of spicy topics together. And you always have the spicy topics. You're right. It's my fault. I'm the one that's like, we should do an episode on this. And Kim is so brave and says yes. Uh, well, we're talking about kissing uh, because it's something probably all of our listeners will have to make a decision about one day, just how they're going to handle this area. And I know godly couples that dated with different convictions in this area. Um, Kim and I, we have our own personal convictions and Maybe they're different, Kim. I don't know. We we haven't talked about it before now, so our (laughs) listeners are going to find out. And the culture just has lots to say about this topic. And so in the name of aspiring godly women everywhere, we want to enter the conversation. And we have the perfect guest to answer all of our spicy biblical questions. Her previous episode is one of our most listened to of all time. Everyone, welcome back, Kat Leach. Thanks, guys. Well, Kat's back, and she's actually done two episodes before. Number 40, she spoke about Christmas, and so the time is drawing nigh, and so that might be a fun one to re-listen to. And then episode 71 was called Why Waiting Was Worth It, and it really is, like Leah said, one of our most popular episodes. So Kat had a lot of life change in college, and after she graduated, she went to work with Stumo, a campus ministry that we're affiliated with. And over the years, her steps of faithfulness through sharing her faith and helping other girls grow have impacted hundreds of women around the world. And she's just a dear friend of ours, and it is good to have you back, Kat. Yeah, it's so good to get to be back. I mean... Uh, I know that most people know this, but I'm like, Kim has been, Kim and Leah have been in my life for a really long time. So it feels like a conversation with two of my closest people. Yay. Yay. Well, Kat, um, can you share a few things to catch us up on you? It seems like every time you come on the podcast, <laughs> you have a major life update for us. It's so funny. Yeah, that is really true. I think that the podcast literally corresponds to big (laughs) life events that happen for me. So uh, people aren't kidding whenever they say life moves really fast. So two Februarys ago, uh, Jeremy uh, called and asked me on a date. And then one February ago, Jeremy and I were celebrating uh, basically one month of being married. We got married in January. And then this February, you guys, we will be celebrating the birth of our new little baby girl. (laughs) Yay! I know. We're so excited. Baby Leech. Baby Baby Lydia Leech. We can't wait to meet her. We're so excited to get to be parents. But yes, it is 
been a crazy season, but wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so thankful for what God's done. Yes. So we're talking about kissing and I know couples I respect who didn't kiss until their wedding day and who kissed while they dated. And so it just seems like kissing is this physical boundary with a little bit more gray area. And so I'm just wondering what should aspiring godly women think through when it comes to kissing? And so I've, I have a lot of questions that I can't I wait to ask do. both of you. Um, <laughs> And so I thought, you know, the best place for us to start is with the Bible, of course. And so what does the Bible say about kissing? Is there kissing in the Bible? Yes, there is kissing in the Bible. And it's interesting. I kind of did a deep dive. Two of my favorite resources are gotquestions.org and Bible study tools. Uh, I think it's .org too. But There's lots of kisses in the Bible, but you see kisses of reverent affection. You see kisses of reunion. You see kisses when people depart, you know, each other's company. You show kisses between parents and children. I mean, it's not the kissing that we're kind of talking about because I know we're trying to talk about more of the romantic type of kissing. But it's interesting because the only place you really see the romantic type of kissing is in the Song of Solomon. Mm. And even verse two in the first chapter says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. And I don't think that is a platonic type of kiss. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, but Song of Solomon is an interesting book to have in the Bible, in my opinion, because, you know, there's some people out there who think it's an allegory. And but the, the fact is, like, Uh, Jewish boys were forbidden to read this book and basically follows a young couple from a quick courtship to wedding to marriage and into their honeymoon. So there's a lot of language in there that's kind of code, a lot of word pictures. And honestly, I think it's brilliantly written because, you know, you're trying to keep the young people who are trying to study the Bible from, you know, their mind going to crazy places when it shouldn't be. But also... It communicates this beauty and pleasure and intimacy of married love. And so if you think God's anti-love and romance and sex, think again. He made it. It was his idea. He knows how it works best. And, you know, we've talked about in other episodes what his parameters are for when and where and who you share the sexual intimacy with. But I just think it's interesting that he included a whole book on it in the Bible. So there you go. Yeah, I think it is cool. He includes a whole a whole book on it. And there is just a lot more different types of kissing in the Bible than I realized. I yeah, <laughs> like yes. there's lots of different. Yeah, the kisses of reunion or reverent affection. Like I never. Yeah. Realized Do you remember that. like the the there was a woman um, that just called her the sinful woman and uh, but she anointed Jesus's feet you know, with her tears and wiped Mm. it with her hair. And it talked about how she kissed his feet. So, I mean, Mm. just those types of kisses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also did a dive in the Bible, but not quite uh, necessarily about kissing as much. Although I loved learning about that too, Kim. I didn't know (laughs) that there were that many types of kisses either as I was, as I was listening to you talk, but I was thinking more about uh, the, just the topic of purity as a whole, which is something kind of that kissing falls under there was a, a couple of verses that I memorized while Jeremy and I were dating. Um, and it was in first Thess four, one through five. And I feel like it kind of helped shape my view of purity and specifically in the area of kissing. 
And I won't read it all for time's sake, but verse three specifically says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. And so I feel like that verse itself was really good for me to think through because often I get questions from girls who I'm investing in and spending time with and honestly have asked it too of what's God's will for my life. And scripture in a few places makes it very clear. And this is one of them. It literally says, this is God's will for your life, your sanctification, which just means us becoming more like God, having Christ-like character. And God uses us choosing purity, specifically in the area of sexual morality, I guess in this case, uh, to help us do that. And not purity for the sake of being able to claim something or to feel like we're better than anyone else, but purity for the sake of knowing God and walking in the identity he's called us to. I used to th- I used to think that purity, or in this sake, um, or in this topic vein, uh, kissing was just a lot of don't do this. But truly, if you flip it on its head, by choosing purity, we get to image God. I will say um, that in verse 7, in that same passage, it says, For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. So we get to walk in holiness in order to show God's holiness to others. And was just thinking about with this topic, like that really is a true privilege, whether you decide to kiss, not kiss, that is our goal is that we get to become more like God and we get to show his holiness to others. Yeah. And I love that point that you made, Kat, that oftentimes girls will ask you, like, what do I do? You know, what what should I do with this area? And the Bible, it may not clearly say, hey, Leah, kiss your boyfriend or don't kiss, don't kiss your boyfriend. <laughs> but it says, hey, this is my will for you your sanctification. And there's a lot of clarity and direction in that. Um, and I'm excited for us to keep kind of hashing out how do we how do we see what our sanctification should look like? So my next question is, does the Bible give us freedom to kiss in dating? Is it wrong to kiss somebody on a first date? Um, is it wrong to kiss your boyfriend or your fiance? Um, I know these are really specific, spicy questions, but I've thought no better people to ask them to than Kat and Kim. So, what do okay, you guys so think? I I'm gonna ask a question back because I wasn't expecting easy that questions to answer. But let's talk about kissing in general because I mean we looked at the Bible and it has a lot of different places it talks about kissing, but I think there's different types of kisses. I mean, there's like the pet mm-hmm. kiss. There's like the full passionate with your tongue kiss. And then there's like the full-blown making out. I mean, did I leave any of them out? I mean, is that, it seems like those are the, the basic three. Yeah, those, those, that's pretty covered. That covers our bases. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think that's important in this discussion, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that's a great, because I feel like I haven't, yeah, I feel like this is a great thing to kind of hash out. So it's like, so the Bible talks about just kisses of affection, being different from like um, kisses that are like stirring up your affection and leading towards sexual immorality. Is that, is that right? Yeah. I mean like the kisses in Song of Solomon are probably a lot different than the kisses that we see. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah. To your question, Leah, there really are no specific commands in scripture. Uh, So there's not really people dating in the Bible. So there's not anything really to follow But I do think in so many ways, this needs to be a matter of the heart for each individual, Uh, that and letting other people in on the decision with you. So whether you do kiss your fiance, your boyfriend or kiss on the first date, you know, I'm like, 
whatever it is, I think that it needs to be something that isn't a decision made in the dark that people that know you well and know the guy who you're dating well could make together. Uh, And I also think what Kim said about dating is getting to know someone is so important. Uh, I read in an article once that intimacy and dating is Christ-centered clarity. And so that's like what true intimacy and dating is. If you're getting clarity while you're dating, it means that you have the ability to determine whether this person should be your forever person. And if kissing is going to hinder that at all, it just, it really isn't worth it if it's going to distort your clarity of whether or not that person you should continue on with. So there were dating relationships that I've been in where I chose to not kiss. Uh, There was one where I kissed and then I stopped kissing him because I didn't think it was leading to clarity. And then one Uh, Jeremy, to be specific, where we decided to let our intimacy match our level of commitment. And I'm thankful that at different times in my life, I decided different things based on based on that clarity that was needed. Intimacy and dating is Christ centered clarity. That is so good, Kat. I've never I've never heard that before. We might need to get that article linked to the show notes so our listeners can read it. Well, Kat, I'm sure you have walked through like I'm sure lots of girls have asked you about this over the years. And so what are some other things that you have given girls to think through when helping them decide what their personal kissing boundary is going to look like? I think that there's a lot of things that you can think through, but just to help us simplify it a little bit and kind of narrow the funnel down, I really think about it in past, present, and future. So thinking through past, uh, how does your sexual past still affect you? Do you struggle in your thought life or in actions, whether it be with yourself or with others? Are you still falling into sexual sin in some way is a really important question to start to ask yourself. So that's always a question I ask girls in the present, uh, having them think through, okay, how would you say that you're doing it being self-controlled and fleeing sin in other areas of your life? Totally opposite of dating, you know, or just different areas. Is there an area of your life that you're having to exhibit self-control in and say no? And how is that going? Uh, Because if you aren't really doing it in one area of your life, whether it's your money or disciplines or getting up and spending time with God, it's like you probably aren't going to have self-control in this other area over here where also your viewpoint gets a lot more cloudy. And then even thinking through the future of if you and this guy broke up, would you regret having to tell your husband what all you've done with him? Or would it not bother you to get to tell him, you know, that you kissed another guy or however far it is? Um, And also another future question to ask yourself is just this is just real practical, but just what is the timeline? Um, Like if you're going to be dating this guy for years and years and years, I'm like, I don't. I personally would not say that it is the most wise decision to start kissing him because you're going to be tempted just it's like the law of diminishing return, right? Isn't that what you call it, Kim? Yeah. it's like, you're just going to want more and more. And so even knowing that in your head of, okay, what is, what's our timeline here? Are we close to getting engaged and married? Or is it like, man, we got years to go because that, that really affects things too. Those are really good, Kat. And I like too, going back to something you said earlier that it just, it just isn't this shouldn't be a decision we make in the dark. Like we shouldn't make this decision in isolation. It seems like a spiritual leader is somebody who could really help walk through these areas with somebody that knows them really well, like, and help you process like your past, present and future 
like they could be a really good like sounding board and give you a lot of good wisdom processing through those three different things yeah I definitely think so it's a great thought Leah yeah and Kat it sounds like for you kissing has looked different um in different relationships and so talking about your husband shout out Jeremy (laughs) he's the best how did you guys think through what your kissing boundary was going to look like in y'all's relationship Jeremy did a really good job leading in this area, which actually made it super easy. He communicated up front that he wanted our level of intimacy to match our level of commitment, kind of like what I was talking about before. Uh, But yeah, to flesh that out a little more, more, what that looked like was that the first time Jeremy held my hand was when he asked me to be his girlfriend. When he kissed me for the first time was whenever he asked me to do pre-engagement counseling with him. And side note, but we were overseas and it was very dreamy, just saying. (laughs) And then when he told me- First kiss in a foreign country. Yes. (laughs) So fun. So amazing. And then when he told me he loved me for the first time was when he put a ring on my finger and asked me to be his wife. And so throughout all of it, we communicated and we reevaluated where we needed to and we had lots of accountability. My roommates knew what our boundaries were um, with physical purity and specifically with kissing. Uh, and also my spiritual leader did, and my best friend. And they could ask me about it, and they did <laughs> very often. Mm-hmm. And even whenever we decided to let kissing into our relationship, we were very sure that we were headed to marriage. Uh, we knew that we wanted a short engagement, so we had a timeline in our head. And we also still had boundaries around kissing. It wasn't just an okay, like, we're going to kiss, and let's just take <laughs> it all the boundaries off thing. Uh, let's do this. We thought, yeah, we thought through when to kiss, where, and for how long. We didn't want to make out or kiss lying down because let's just be honest, it's just not bad. It's not leaning towards great thing. It's like a start your engine for sex. So just being totally mm-hmm. honest there. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. question that we continually tried to ask each other was, is this a kiss out of affection or out of want? So I wanted to show Jeremy affection and it was fun too. But there were times when I knew I shouldn't kiss him because it was just out of a want and a desire for more. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I acted on that, it just, it wouldn't end well. It wouldn't be a pure motive and it would probably lead us in a direction we didn't want to go. Caddy, this is so good. I feel like I can hear all our listeners being like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for. These are just such wise and practical thoughts. And it's cool to hear how just Jeremy really led out in this area. I feel like it sets a great um, example for our listeners to just date this kind of guy that is like leading in the communication and the boundary setting. And just to hear how you really had a lot, you invited a lot of people into this area of y'all's life and that that actually brought a lot of freedom for you guys. Um, and yeah, even that like whenever you like brought kissing into your relationship, it wasn't like, okay, now it's like free for all, <laughs> you know, it's like you still had like lots of like guidelines that led to um, y'all growing in your intimacy um, around that. So thanks for sharing. Definitely. Well, Kim, what about you and Sean? What did this area look like for you guys? Well, you know, I have been had been on a journey when Sean and I began dating. And if I could just kind of back up and hit some of those highlights, because that kind of shaped kind of my, how things were going with Sean. But after I became a Christian, I really wasn't sure what to do with kissing or dating and all that because I had done it wrong for so long 
that I just wasn't sure. And the, you know, the first, it's so ironic because the first time I heard of a couple not kissing until marriage, I remember thinking that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. And the fact that we waited until our wedding day to kiss for the first time, is just completely crazy, you know, but I'm glad that we did it. When I was first trying to think through, you know, the whole kissing, I, I got some counsel from a, an older woman that I respected. And basically, she just said, you know, Kim, you can kiss. It's okay. I, we didn't have that past, present, and future kind of guidelines, cat that you so carefully laid out. And I just think that is a wonderful guideline because her past was different from my past. Mm. And because of my sexual history before I was a believer, it was too much for me to kiss because I, I had gone past kissing. There, it was just hard for me to stop. And kissing put me in a neutral zone where I couldn't really think rationally. And so as a, as a young believer, I got in a situation where we were kissing and I just I had to get up and leave because I, I just my mind was just shutting down. So I knew I needed to be careful about kissing. And, you know, it's interesting as the years went by as a single woman and as I continued to grow spiritually, there weren't many opportunities for me to kiss anybody. And it was weird because, you know, I started thinking, well, maybe I should wait until like I I'm engaged to kiss or something. But but because I had waited so long, it just was like I'm not ready to just kiss anybody I mean, a kiss kind of became special again to me. And so when Sean and I first started dating, as we started conversations just about what dating was going to look like for us, there was one night that I just said, I was a little nervous because I knew if Sean Vollendorf kissed me, I'd be toast. <laughs> I'd be so <laughs> toast. And so I asked him, I said, hey, I'm feeling a little unsure about how we're going to be displaying affection. And could we talk about that sometime? And he's handled it so well. And he just said, you know what? It was late at night, so it was smart on his part. He said, let's talk about it tomorrow. Let's sleep on it, give it some thought, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. And we did. And so originally, we both decided that our standard would be that we would kiss if we ever got engaged. But then, as we got closer and closer to engagement, we had a godly friend of ours who had waited until his wedding day to kiss he challenged us to wait until our wedding day. He said, you know, you guys, engagement is a season where you're becoming one in so many ways in your finances and your planning. And it just gets really difficult physically during that time. And so we made the decision. It's like, well, we've waited this long. Let's go ahead and wait a little bit longer. And we weren't engaged for very long. We were only engaged for like four months. And so I'm glad we waited. You know, there was a clear boundary and it just made it really easy for me. That's and so Another little side note here is that the fact that I had gone so long without even kissing a guy, it really meant a lot to Sean. So no kissing was the standard that I needed to have. And I'm not saying it's the standard that everyone has to have, but for me, it was healing and it had, it was just restorative on a lot of levels for me. Hmm. That's so sweet. sweet to hear y'all's story, Kim. Just Kim <laughs> and Kat, thank you so much yeah. for just like giving us a look into what this looked like for you guys. It really is a privilege like to get to just be inside the mind of a godly woman and how they process this area. And um, that kind of leads to my next question is, can godly couples have different 
convictions about kissing and why are we not clearly it's like we do um and so yeah what would y'all say is that okay yeah i i definitely think so uh again kim kim and i both said this but it's a it's a gray area in the in the bible and so uh, what is a black and white area is to not have lustful thoughts or to do things that lead you to sexual immorality. So that's a line that you have to be very careful to not cross. Those are black and white things. Uh, and I was actually talking to Jeremy about this topic uh, and help. he was kind of helping me think through some things. And I'm sad to not have him on the podcast this time around. But I'll share his helpful analogy with you guys that actually just made a lot of it make sense for me. And he said, you know, Maturity and track record are really two things to consider in this area. Track record just means how long you've been walking in freedom from a certain sin. So in this case, it would be how long you've been walking in purity from sexual sin. Uh, but he gave the example in a different area, just to paint the picture, and he gave the example in alcohol. And so he was telling me before following Christ, he really struggled with alcohol. And whenever he came to follow Christ, he turned 21 decently after decently quickly after making that decision, but he still decided to not drink alcohol. So even though it was legal for him to have a drink because he was 21 and it's a gray area in the scriptures, uh, just having a drink, not getting drunk, he operated like it was black and white just to protect himself from falling into sin. Then as he continued on in his faith and he gained more faith muscles of self-control, he slowly and cautiously allowed alcohol in with a lot of boundaries around it. He would have a drink with the right people in the right context uh, because he'd seen himself grow in this area and he began to realize with the help of the Holy Spirit, he, he could have self-control. For some people though, even though kissing is gray, it may be better to operate as black and white. Uh, so if you don't have those self-control muscles built, or if you don't have a track record of purity, it just probably isn't worth it for you. If you have a track record of these things, let other people in on the decision and then be at a spot that even if you do decide to kiss, be willing to evaluate it as you go, have accountability and be willing to give it up if needed, just like we were talking about earlier. Proverbs 25, 28 is one of my favorite verses. And it says a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And so a city left without walls is open for all kinds of attacks. If you can't have self-control in one area, it will bleed over into other areas and you'll just be left vulnerable, honestly. So no matter what you decide, make sure that your city isn't left without walls, that you're operating with self-control. That's good. That's so good. Jeremy's so wise. He is. He's so he is. That's why I married him. So <laughs> he's worth the wait. He's the best. Wise. He is worth the wait. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he wasn't is. That's really good, Caddy. All such good thoughts. Oh, I love this episode. It's so good. Well, like my next question is how does a couple know if they need to set new or different kissing boundaries? So maybe there's a girl listening to this and she's feeling maybe convicted that. Um, maybe sh they need to reevaluate this. She needs to reevaluate this area. So how are, what are some ways a, a couple or a listener knows, okay, maybe I need to kind of set some new boundaries. Well, I, I think it's just more of an internal thing and it's going to be different for each person, you know, and different things kind of trigger us or, you know, cause us to lose our self-control kind of thing. And so it's important to ask yourself questions and it's like, okay, is this creating a desire for more in my heart? 
Am I am I still focused on just what's best for us and for him in this relationship, or am I just doing this out of selfish desire? And is it becoming something that you want to do all the time? I mean, if you're kissing and that just becomes becomes the focus because it's easy, you know, to let it become the focus. That's those are two things that come to mind for me as far as when you might need to reevaluate or possibly set new boundaries for yourself. Yeah, that's really good, Kim. I think what I was thinking of too just builds on what you were saying. It's just I would just ask someone to seriously consider what's happening in their thought life. Uh, are you only kissing but then daydreaming about doing more afterwards? When you aren't together, are you mostly just thinking about kissing him whenever you do get together? Uh, Both good indicators that you've started to be mastered by kissing and that your self-control walls, what we just talked about, could be getting weaker. Uh, And 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but I will not be dominated by anything. And to be dominated just means that it's brought you under its authority. So where you can't say no to it. So this is always a really good indicator to me with any sin, but especially when thinking through kissing is, am I in control of showing affection or are my desires overpowering me where I just can't say no? This is so good, you guys. I think you answered all my questions. You think we did? I think so. You know, one important part of this conversation is like Kat and I have, we kind of entered the conversation a little different because of our backgrounds, our past, our present, future and all. Um, But in those conversations with someone that you're dating, you'll probably be different. And so it's really important to communicate really well. But I would advise you to always default to the one with the higher standard. You know, don't try to press your standard on the person that you're dating and the guy shouldn't press his standard, you know, if it's lower on you, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I just think that's important because, you know, I mean, Sean didn't have the sexual past that I had. And so I had to kind of speak up at times and say, you know, maybe, maybe we should wait, you know, to do that. Um, You know, I just had to be honest and it's kind of awkward You know, but (laughs) there was one time where we were in a meeting, a Christian meeting, and he just had his hand on my back and he was kind of rubbing it. And I could just tell it was doing some stuff in my heart. And afterwards I said, hey, (laughs) I really appreciate the affection, but could we add that to the let's wait until we get married list? (laughs) And I felt like such a doofus because it's such a simple thing. It wasn't like he was giving me a massage or anything. It was just rubbing my back. But I just, it was just too much for me. And so I appreciated that he was like, okay, well, let's, we'll just, we'll just add that to the list for, you know, if we get married. So I think we were engaged at that point, but that's the kind of thing you just kind of have to honor each other in that conversation. Yeah. And another little side note too, is that if you've waited a really long time and, you know, I went a long, long time before I kissed somebody and, and it was Sean at the uh, altar, but I would advise girls who've waited a really long time to not kiss a guy until, I mean, there's a, I mean, because I've just, I've seen girls wait and then kiss a guy and then the guy disappears and she just feels kind of, she just feels like it was cheap and, um, and it's hard to rebound, rebound from that. And so if you waited a long time, just keep waiting. That's just my opinion. 
So anyway, yeah. closing thoughts. That's good. <laughs> and I feel like my closing thought, it goes back to something that Kat said earlier, just speaking to you single or dating girls out there that, you know, kissing is awesome. Like kissing is great. It's a gift. It's from God. He created it. But the purpose of dating is to get clarity on somebody. And so like we are on your team, you know, whatever you're, you decide, you know, your boundary mm -hmm. is. But like the purpose of dating to encourage you is to get clarity. And so if kissing or is clouding the clarity, just remember that's not in your best interest. Um, we want you to have the best relationship and best marriage possible. And so we're team team clarity. Um, so that's what that's what I would say. We know, kissing is great. It for sure is. But we we want there to be clarity, clarity for y'all. So that's my closing thought. Any closing thoughts for you, Kat? You know, I feel like you guys, I feel like you guys did a great job covering it. I loved the conversation and I guess maybe my only closing thought would be, I mean, we've said it multiple times, but just to ask people who know you in your life too, mm -hmm. we're giving some good guidelines and things to think through, but the reality is the people that will speak the best into your life about this are the ones who know you the best. So That's make sure that you're cat. having that conversation with them. Yes. Like don't let listening to our, this episode be your only conversation with somebody yes. <laughs> about, about this area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, Kat, we loved having you with us. We're so glad you've got such great insights and we'll just have to have you back and hear another Yay. big life change. We'll see what comes next. No, maybe, maybe twins. Maybe next time you're on your own. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking time to join us. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation and we hope it's been helpful. And as always, we still have a lot more to talk about. So we hope you'll join us again next week. <laughs>